Can I say we'll give it up? Mike Ozuna, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. L- long time coming. Long time coming. Should I call you Mr. Ozunator? Ozuminator. Ozuminator. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can call me Mike, but yeah, that's... that's I, love a, the, I love the handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... It, it's a nickname from uh, way back in the day, man. No kidding? Yeah. Where did you grow up? Yuma. No shit. Yeah. What was that like? It was cool, man. It's like uh, outdoorsy, yeah. right? So, so uh, you have the river, sand dunes, fishing, um, small town vibe, but yeah, super cool. And were you ex- like going to shows out there? I mean, what, what was what was that? What was the scene like? Or, or yeah, well, yeah, there was a punk scene. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so like in high school. I was uh, punk bands growing up, and yeah. there was a whole circuit with uh, bands that would come in, and then we would uh, open up for them, and yeah. super cool. Yeah. Well, let's go back to like early records that you remember, or music that was playing in your house, or you know maybe your first live concert experience. Like, let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, there was always music in my house. My dad was a musician too he played trumpet oh he played trumpet in the army and he was still let me think he was when i was growing up he wasn't playing anymore but he still played the house and stuff so he had killer record collection he had like jazz and 70s rock and whatever and uh mexican music and yeah and whatever so there was a ton but i probably more well-rounded than most when it comes to like just what you heard growing up, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I'm I'm the youngest of three. Oh no shit, me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, that's helpful, right? Because your siblings bring in new music that that it kind of expands the record collection a little bit. Oh, totally. So so like my brother played guitar, just a little bit, but he was a huge influence for yeah. what's cool. You know, he was into metal, and so uh, Metallica, Megadeth, all that good stuff. Yeah. And then, what was the first song I played? Um, shoot, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue, but... You'll think of it. Danzinger. Oh, my. Yeah. So Mother, so that one? No, no, no. Was that... No, I'm, am I thinking of Danzig? Is that the same thing? No, Danzig, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, so one string riff or right, whatever, right, but... Right, You know, when, when you're learning, like, this is, like, the coolest thing, and... Yeah. So, so he... What's the age difference? He's five years older than me. Okay. But we shared a room, so he had a guitar, and he had friends that would come over and play, and uh, yeah, so that was the first tune you learned, and then I, right. I, I kind of kept going, and then, you know, he just, he played, and then he was done, and, and whatever, but... Right, right. Yeah, so so I think that was, uh, it, that, that would have been a big influence, too, hearing that, but overall, like, in the house, there was always music playing, so yeah. between... Mexican music, the whatever pop was going on, sure, or whatever on the but, radio, yeah, yeah. And then I, I lucked out too because I had friends um, across the street and next to me, and everyone played. So, ah. like, we would just hang out probably since like fourth or fifth grade. Like, uh-huh. every, everyone just used to play stuff, right? Yeah. So, so someone had drums, someone had bass. Everyone took turns. Yeah, and. You know, there wasn't internet or whatever. So, like, you, you hang out, 
You right. just go ride bikes, yeah. and then uh, yeah, we're gonna try play to play music, whatever. Yeah. This right. Led Zeppelin, someone knows a riff, and then you kind of mess around. But yeah, there was good, it was good times, man. Did you do like um, kind of school band stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I grew up playing trumpet, which was a total help because guitar I was self-taught. I, I didn't even start playing until maybe it was like sixth grade, seventh grade. Maybe I messed around a little bit before then, but sure. band was in fifth grade. You yep. learned how to play. Yeah, um, pick yeah. an instrument. Yeah, right. That yeah, sort yeah. of thing. And so my dad played trumpet, so I played so trumpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then my brother and my sister both played, and you kind of get you know you read music and there's something to be said about it's a different experience. Like like if anyone who who's never done band or orchestra, like you're a part of that. You have all this sound around you. You fit in. It's a different. Mm different thing than like maybe just learning guitar especially if someone learning by yourself and you're not like right. playing in a band like right. like you know it's a well it develops your ear right i mean you start to you start to understand harmony i feel yeah i mean ish yeah right like right like you you learn a lot about music I, mm-hmm. obviously right, right. <laughs> right but um yeah it's a it was a great learning experience and i and i kept playing trumpet until Till uh, college, no like, shit. Yeah, I, I, I went to school for music, so I was going to major, do a minor in trumpet. But trumpet's like a—they're a slave to that instrument. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, like the amount of time you have to put in to keep a good sound and whatever. Most, you know, it's it's the people who double on trumpet and other something else. Mm-hmm. Respect to them, man. Because yeah. that's that's tough business. No shit. Yeah, yeah. L- l- like a like a trumpet player. You know, they probably do like 45 minutes to an hour of just like long notes wow. do, to, to keep their sound wow. besides like practicing shit. Right, right. You, you know what I mean? Okay, so there's a, <clears throat> I mean, and you're not, I mean, obviously there's a physicality to trumpet, but it's more, you have to maintain a technique versus in addition to yeah. learning to read and, 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 yeah. and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and it goes away really fast. Hmm. Like, like if, if you didn't play for like a day or two, it's very noticeable, huh? You know, yeah. Everyone will say the same thing. Where, where guitar is kind of the same, but you can get away with it further. Like piano, you know, you, you know, guys can not play for two weeks and then sit down and they're still great just because, right? It's it's a little bit less demanding, you right. know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. What was that? What was that first guitar that you had that you would that you kind of stole from your brother and fuck around? Kramer. Nice. Yeah. And funny story, I got it back. So I have it at my house, um, and it was gone forever. So like with, with our whole crew of friends from Yuma, you know, I used that guitar all through high school, playing in bands and stuff. And I forgot when I sold it. Sold it to the brother, one of my good friends, for, I don't remember, maybe I traded guitars or whatever, but like 20 years had passed. Wow. And I, we have all the same friends. So, so me and my wife are both from Yuma. Everyone from Yuma... You know, you, you go to Tucson, you go to Phoenix, yeah. um, Flag or whatever. But the short of it is, is all the all the guys that I grew up with. Everyone lives in Phoenix, so we hang mm-hmm. out. And so, oh, cool. So then, you know, like our son's seventeen now, but when when he was young, my wife's like, "You should try to get your guitar back." And I, I was like, "Okay." So I, I, my my buddy Scott, I was like, "I was like, dude, does your brother still have my guitar?" And <laughs> and, and, and it ended up working out fine. Where I think at that time I had this Strat. 
that I like did everything to like this Mexican uh, strat that modded it I, out. I refretted it. I changed the tuners. I changed the bridge. I changed the pickup. I changed wow. everything. And but I still didn't like it, right? And then uh, but it was a good guitar. Yeah. I was like, dude, I'll just give you this guitar. Well, and, 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 and like my old guitar didn't even work. <laughs> and I, I still haven't even fixed it. Like the electronics, I just got, I have to solder it or something. But it's, it's hanging on my wall in my room. And I was like, I love it. Yeah. I have my first guitar hanging. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's like, I don't, it, it's just nostalgia. It, it's like, I remember that guitar. I, I remember learning songs on that guitar. Some of my earliest songs I ever wrote were on that guitar. There's just something special about owning that first piece of gear. That yeah. started this terrible waterfall of, yep. of the rest of our lives, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. And, and, and back to you, so it's it's kind of funny. So I, I said that we would always play growing up, hanging out, um, played in punk bands, and we did that stuff. So ever since maybe like a sophomore, and then we're we're in this band, and we would open up for different bands that would come into town, and I don't think we'd ever get paid. So so they'd have, but they'd have these big old concerts, right? And yeah. they'd have like a keg party at the end and someone would host and it's all this Love stuff. Um, but then I got a gig a bunch in high school too, because I did for, for as small as the city is right. There was, I used to gig playing country bars, like in high school, I played Damn. bass doing that. My uncle was in a jazz band that actually gigged. So I used to play gigs. So like, it, I was hmm. lucky enough that like in high school, by the time, you know, like probably by the time I was a junior, I was playing out a lot. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. So it was cool. Yeah. And that, and so, all right. So you're, you're kind of a working musician in high school in this, in a variety of bands doing a, multiple genres mm -hmm. and you decide, all right, now I want to go study music. Yeah. So I was, uh, I never even considered it at first. Like I was always, always super smart in, in high school and, um, just in my mind, I was like, well, I'll be an engineer. My mom would always say, you should be an engineer or whatever. But I was, mm -hmm. I was always like top 10 in high school in all my classes and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I was just kind of like, fuck it, man. Like, like something just kind of clicked. And, and then you, you're like, well, I don't even care about making money or anything. I was like, I just, I just want to play guitar. Hmm. And then, so it was like my senior year maybe where all of a sudden I was like, well, I'm going to go to school for music. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. And my parents were cool and, yeah. and, and it worked out and I went to U of A, but that's kind of how that transition just kind of happened where, you know, huh. I, I used to work in this restaurant. Um, and these guys left the biggest impression on me where it was like, Tom Tate was like this buffet, but I worked there for a couple of years and saved up money. That, that's like how I, how I bought my, my first stuff. I, yeah. um, I bought like a PRS and I bought a Mesa boogie and that was like mm. all the money that, that I ever earned in this, in this place. But, but these cooks that work there, these were like the happiest guys I had ever met, mm. you know? And then I was like, I was like, man, these, these guys, you know, they're, they're just being cooks and they're being whatever sous chefs or whatever they mm. are. But I was like, that's what I want. I was like, I don't mm. want to worry about being all stressed out in my life. And, mm. and I think that kind of made me say, well, just, be happy. Whatever, yeah. I'm just going to go yep. be happy. How yep. about that? Yeah, that's time I do. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what was the program like at U of A? Um, well, actually, it was kind of dumb, man. I, so I, I didn't really look into anything. I, I actually got scholarship to go to Berkeley. No shit? Yeah. In Boston I, or California? Boston. Yeah. So there was these summer camps that I would just go to. Maybe I went twice. Um, they'd have these camps in L.A. and they'd... they'd 
give out scholarships at the end for whoever was like some of the best people. Damn. And it it wasn't like a full ride, but it was a chunk of money. And I don't remember why I decided not to go. But I ended mm-hmm. up going to U of A mm-hmm. and didn't really ever look into it. And then they're like, well, I wanted to play jazz. And then they don't have a jazz guitar teacher. Oh, so okay. then you learned classical. And then it, it, Tucson was cool. And I was still doing my thing. But as far as like the program that I was going into, it wasn't what I expected, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But then I, I stayed there for two years. And then I came to Phoenix. So you got a degree in what and what and what? So I got a double. I got a, like a jazz performance and then a music education. So how did you get jazz performance if there was no jazz guitar teacher? Well, well I switched to Phoenix, to, to oh, ASU. Oh, got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think I, I was in Tucson for two years, and then I reached out. So so me and my wife had been together since we were kids. No right? shit? Yeah, since I... Grade school sweethearts? High school. High school yeah, sweethearts. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, just, we just had our 25th... Damn. Anniversary. Holy moly. And then, and dig this. And then we were together for 10 years before that. Holy. So the short of it, I was, I was a freshman, right? Yeah. And then, you know, but whatever stuff went down, we broke up and I was in Tucson and then, and then she was in Phoenix. And then, so I, I ended up going back to Phoenix, everything, everything synced back up. And then I went to Phoenix. I forgot who I reached out to, but they gave me a full ride. And then, so they had a, a program, mm-hmm. and I did that, and it was great. And what, what years were these years? So I graduated in 96. I would have came to Phoenix in 98, 99. Mm-hmm. And I, I was in no hurry to grow up at this point, mm-hmm. right? So I'm still in no hurry. Yeah. So, but, so they, tell you, they tell me, like, well, we'll keep you on the full ride if, if you do this music ed degree. Huh. It'll take you two more years. It's like, well, sign me up, Let's man. Go. I'm in, I'm in. And then... <laughs> Yeah, so I think I was in for six six years, man. Nice, right? Which was it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So late nineties in Tempe, what was that like? Were you working? Were you? Getting- yeah, yeah. You know, when I came here, um, there were just a lot of gigs. So yeah. right off right off the bat, I mean, I think maybe I knew some, maybe I knew a few people here, but right when I started school, everyone was gigging. So like yeah. like up and down Mill, there was always live music. There was Raul, yeah, right. We, we yeah. were doing the CPR thing, so he just started that thing, and we were working a bunch with with that group. Wait, I'm sorry. Remind me what CPR was. CPR is uh, like a salsa band that, oh. that Raul ran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was like Mario Todd uh-huh. did it for a while. Uh-huh. Um, killer band, you know, like like full horns and everything, and um, bunch of originals that Raul would write and Leon sang. Uh huh. And um, I think right when you know, within that first couple of months of when I moved here, there, he was starting that. So we were gigging. We had we had like, a, shoot, what was the name of that place? Not Belos. Nita. Nita Saturday. Yeah, we yeah. were there all the time. Uh-huh. We were at Belos all the time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there was just a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was busy. It was great. Yeah. And and I'd already known, you know. So so, so I did that for the jazz stuff. I I'd already been gigging for a long time anyway, so I already knew. A bunch of tunes, and then you know, so you had your own little book together. Yeah, yeah. So and, you could just could jump, you could jump, jump in with whoever in, right. and whatever. So mm-hmm. it was fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What were? Do you have any early stories of of gigging with those guys? I mean, that's like an A list right there of, mm-hmm. of some the players still in town. But do you have any memories of of 
of being a part of that scene? Was it seamless? I mean, I can imagine like a kid, you know, you're what, late teen or early 20s and yeah, you're trying to work with these, you know. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny now that I think about it. I wasn't 21. Yeah, I wasn't 21. So we would yeah, still play, but but I think there were some places where it mattered and there are some places what it where it didn't. Mm -hmm. But um I mean for some specific memories. I don't I don't know other than it was fun. It was a good time. You know, I mean there's a lot of right. a, a lot of good times back then. Yeah. Um especially with that like with that CPR band, man, it was it was great. And you just worked a ton and a bunch of partying, bunch yeah. of whatever, you know. Yeah. Good Being times. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um can you talk about what the program for musical education looked like in in kind of contrast to the jazz performance stuff? Yeah, man. It was well so so the you pretty much learn every instrument, right? Mm -hmm. And so I grew up playing trumpet. So I played trumpet for that thing, mm -hmm. for, for that program stuff, right? And then you had to learn all the woodwinds, brass, you know, pretty much getting ready for a band teacher. The thing that was funny, man, is there, there were so many kind of dumb classes that you'd have to take that, that weren't music, that mm -hmm. were just kind of these general, you know. Uh, Gen eds, right? I mean. Yeah, but but it's like for, for the music stuff, for the performance, it, not that it's more serious, man, but more um, content driven where mm -hmm. you have to learn all these things and there's arranging and, and all of this stuff that goes into that where the, the teaching stuff was a lot of this general, like, um, like classroom management shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Th that, that or, or, or just, or, or just like, like stuff you already know that they put a label to that you got to memorize and you're mm -hmm. like, this is dumb. Right. Wh whatever. Right. Um, but it was, it was cool. You know, it, I ended up being a teacher. I taught part time for a couple of years after that. And that was fun. Mm. You know, I played trumpet and I taught like elementary school. Oh, no. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but you know, I, I got, I got, I was done with that kind of, kind of quick. So what happens after, after you move up to Phoenix or Tempe and you're at AC, you get your degrees, what happens next? So I get a job teaching part-time, um, school district in Phoenix. Right. Mm. And they used to have like 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 a true year round school. So huh. so as a teacher, it was great, man. Where it's like like nine weeks, three weeks off, rotating. Huh. And I think I taught. I was always done by noon. Maybe I, maybe I taught like nine to twelve or something. You Love know. It. Um, but pretty much just something to have steady income and sure. then just gigging. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we were. I was married by that time, I think. And no, we got. I would have. I would have got married just after. And I pretty much did that until our daughter was born. Mm -hmm. And, and then all of a sudden it wasn't worth it to, you know, daycare and for right. that job. I was like, right. I, I could just play at night and, and then not be stressed out. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. All right. So can you share any, uh, um, stories? I mean, all right, well, let's frame it this way. You're, in your early 20s, you're married, you're working. Um, was it ever a challenge like to, to, to do both, to be a father, to be a husband, and to gig? Was that ever like an issue, or was it just kind of easy? 
No, I think it was easy, man. Like, like it's just, it's just life, mm-hmm. right? Like, like the, the one thing that's kind of funny for, for most musicians is like, everyone has this, this fear of that, especially mm-hmm. if you throw kids in the mix and like, oh mm-hmm. shit, man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's probably easier not to have to deal with that. But at the same time, it's like you live once, mm-hmm. right? If, if, if you want to do that and have a family, then that's cool. There's, there's no reason you can't do everything else you want to do. Right. Right. It's you, you just maintain your time differently, but I never had, mm-hmm. no, I, I think it was easy on my end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I never really toured. Mm-hmm. So, so that there's a difference, right? Everything's mm-hmm. in town. Mm-hmm. You just, you, you know, can you, put the kid to bed yeah, and still go work. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you have to get up early. I don't know. I just, I have examples of friends who started a family and had to put music on pause. And I have examples of friends who started a family and just continued working. So I'm always curious how you navigate those two things because they feel incongruous well, in, in a way. Yeah. So, so I think, I mean, I've always kind of had the privilege of, I never really had a day job. So, mm-hmm. so I taught part time. You're right. talking a couple hours in the morning, man. So right. if, if I had like a, a legit day job where mm-hmm. you're, you're driving five. in yeah. and then that's a different story because you right. come home, you're tired. Right. Wife's like, Hey, you got to spend time. But, I was Mr. Mom, right? So, so my wife always worked, and I stayed home with the kids, mm-hmm. hung out, rode bikes, and went to the park and played guitar and messed around, and then I'd go play at night, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're lucky where all my wife's family ended up moving up here from Yuma, too. Helpful. So we always had... Yeah, you always yeah, had yeah. some help yeah. with... So, yeah. so you start to run into, even with that, like, all of a sudden gigs, you have a gig, you, you got the kids, there's a... Right. A, a window, yeah. whatever. You, we always had kind of had help with that, but yeah. most of the guys I knew who stopped playing, you know, it was because you were too busy. Full time job, family. Right. Well, then, got you. you. You play for fun, like you playing video games or something, right? Right. <laughs> right. right. And, right. And, and then I think too, it's the other part was I was already doing it for a living, mm-hmm. so that's your work, right? Right. So then right. it's like it's not really an option to stop even if you wanted to, because like, well, this is, this is how I'm making my money. Mm-hmm. I got to keep on doing it. Right. Right. But you had other interests, right? I mean, what are some of the other things that pulled you away from music? Kind of. I've always just been music, man. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, like guitar. I like to watch movies, <laughs> but for like, like real interests outside of music. That I, I mean, to. I mean, little bit, little bits in, of, of things probably, but yeah, nothing, nothing major. Yeah. Not like some, something that was tearing me away from it or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of been all that I do forever. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you said your, your folks were supportive in your decision to do music. Are they, are they not, not that they wouldn't be now, but, Mm -hmm. but like looking back, would, would you have changed anything? Nah, I'd keep it all just like it was, man. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you know, I don't think they ever thought it, it was never like, oh, you're not, you're not going to be able to support yourself mm-hmm. or, or whatever. I'm sure that's where anyone with the arts, right? Like you, you're mm-hmm. going to be an actor, you're going to be whatever. And then now you have this uncertainty, uncertainty around everything. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, they never, they just had faith that you would fall on your feet, you yeah. know, and, and everything's going to be fine. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a smart dude. Yeah. And I've always been like, so you know, when I grew up, I was like, I just, I didn't, I never shot to be a rock star either. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like I knew there, 
which would be totally cool, right? Like that 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 would have been fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it's like one of these things where like in my mind I was like I just I want to play the the shit out of the guitar, huh. and I want to to live in a city where there's good people that I could play with, so I don't go crazy. Right. And I want to be able to work, and then. And I've always been of the mindset too, where I was like, man, if, if I need another job, I'll then, go get then, one. then that's whatever. Like I never right. had that. Um, All or nothing. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's a thing where people would almost look down on someone like, oh, you got a day job. Right. Right. And right. you're like, well, I, I want to go on vacation. I don't know. Right. Like whatever. Right. But, right. But, for, but there was never, I never had that negative sense of, you know, like if, if you're not working enough playing guitar, well then you better find, you better, you better, right. uh, uh, Fill in the gaps some, for, with whatever, right? Right. Um, yeah, and, and I think my parents probably knew that too, right? So yeah. But I had a similar thing, man. I all I wanted from a very early age, and I didn't even know what this looked like, because you know, as a kid, you don't understand that you can work as a performing musician. You yeah, you don't yeah. see that. Yeah. Right? You don't. You you're not going to the bars. You're not going to music venues. All you know is that. Prince wrote Purple Rain or whatever. Mm, yep. And you're like, what the, what the fuck is this? Yeah. How do I do this? Right. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time. Actually, it was when I moved here that I realized, I, well, first of all, I never wanted, I couldn't, I knew I was never going to be Prince. Right. Yeah. But it took a number of years after that moment, this, this epiphany of there is something else like you can you can work and support yourself as a performing musician and i learned that when i moved here 20 years ago so i was a late bloomer in that sense you know mucking it up in 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 bars in western massachusetts and thinking how does anyone support themselves doing this you know and it wasn't until i moved out here and it was like as you say the 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 musicianship is incredible there are a number of places where you can play and if you aren't a moron, you can get it over. You can do it. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a much safer path. Not, mm. Mm. It's not, mm. That's not even why I did it. But it's like that's, that's realistic, right? Like mm. you figure, you know, from me, like from a guitar player, you're like, well, you know, you have to be good, mm-hmm. right? And then if you can kind of play anything, the, the more styles you play, the better. Right. And then if you read even better. Right. And you start to. Right. With with the appropriate background and skills that like you can, you can have a career mm-hmm. and it can go on for a whole, for a very long time. Right. Cause there's just a ton of right. work and, and most people, it's the same kind of thing where you want like this spider web of, mm-hmm. of sources and, and mm-hmm. you, you know, different people you play with different kinds of um, positions you put yourself in so that there's just a lot of work. Well, right? the larger your web, the more shit you're gonna yeah. you're gonna catch. Yeah, right. And so, so most people, like you said, they don't they don't even get that. They they think you're either you're either famous on the radio or you're or you're, you're like starving. Right. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Where you know if if it's someone who's like just in a band, that well, that's a different thing, right? Like if you're in a band and you want to make it big, then that's a route. It, it, yeah, it, it's a route. It's, but it's a different. Those guys aren't. You know, it's kind of general, but they're probably not like a freelance kind of mm-hmm. musician where they could just go play whatever, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that was always kind of my path. And honestly, my goal before before everything kind of changed too, I was, I was like, I wanted to be like a studio guy, like where mm. that was like the ultimate, you know, like like a Mike Landau or something like that mm. where you... Mikey Landau, yep, yep. come on. 
and you know, then that 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 whole thing can has changed. Yeah, so. yeah. Who are some of your favorite guitar players? Oh man, I got so many. Let's go. Um, be a seven hour. Podcast. I guess I guess by styles, right? So so obviously, you know, I I love to play everything. I jazz has always been like one of the main things, but then for guitar, then you have all this other stuff. So like for jazz, there's like the usual suspects. So so like Pat Metheny, John Schofield. Mm. Mike Stern, John McLaughlin, um, newer dudes like Kurt Rosenwinkel, mm-hmm. Nerfelder. Um, over the last few years, I, I listened to less like guitar specific stuff. Um, obviously, I grew up like ACDC, Led Zeppelin. Um, so, like, Jimmy Page was like the god, right? Like, still is. For most I mean, people, Jimi Hendrix, you yeah. know, like, super into that. But then for. More of that vibe, like Mike Landau, amazing. Um, Kirk Fletcher is a um, newer blues guy who's great. Josh mm. Smith, um, all the country guys. So like Brett Mason, I was always into, you know, I grew up like 90s country was on the radio. Mm-hmm. And then so that's like Dan Huff, Brett Mason. Um, Tim Pierce is on a bunch of stuff, not country, but he's another one of those guys. And then BB King it, for the Jesus. for the blue for the blue stuff. It's kind of funny where I always loved blues, and y- you know, you takes you a long time to appreciate stuff that's not flashy, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone's like mm-hmm. Steve Ray Vaughan, and then you have all the variations of Steve Ray Vaughan. And then mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was until like a, maybe like three or four years ago where you know everyone everyone would talk bb king and you're like man i don't know like because you're just thinking about as a guitar player not even about the music right Right. and then you know so so obviously i checked out everybody in in any of those genres it's like you you start with steve ray vaughn and then then you go to albert king freddie king bb king and then all the kings yeah all around there and and, and it's all kind of just you could hear it's just older lineage of that stuff Mm -hmm. But I never, I never appreciated it. And then, like one day, I'm listening to BB King. And I was like, "Man, this guy's the baddest." Be- mm. Because from a music point of view, like mm. he sings his ass off and he plays. And it's, I-, I guess I I got to the point where I appreciated the the thing as a whole. Mm. And then and then I was like, "Oh wow!" Helped you <laughs> zoom out it. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I think anyone as you get older, that's kind of what happens too. Like you just you start to care less about like how good someone is I, I i've always been really torn with that you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like it is a musician your whole life is i want to be good and it's not not to show anybody like for me it's always just been like a thing for me mm. like i could care less i'm not doing it for anybody i, I just i want to be able to do this so that i can do it for mm. whatever right but then you kind of hear music that way because you're you're learning right and then there's almost like music that you listen to and then there's music that you listen to to learn from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, who cares? <laughs> right? <laughs> be, be, because then you catch yourself like, like, what do I listen to if I'm just hanging out? Uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And you're like, maybe maybe this is the best music. And it's, yeah. it, it's like the simplest music, right? But right. Um, I mean, that's a whole other discussion too, man. Where, where the, where, what's the difference between what, what touches you? And what wows you and right. and the in between. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But but that's how I, I grew to to love BB King. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, did you ever watch the um it was the 
U2 Rattle and Hum. They they was they made a uh, like a documentary about making Rattle and Hum. And I think that they shared the stage. I, I might be totally botching this story, but anyway, you two and BB King are on stage together, and they're working out this tune. Mm-hmm. And BB couldn't read music, right? So he yeah. and he's like, I don't even think he un, like talked in keys. Like it's in the key of E. And I remember him having a conversation with the Edge or whatever. He's like, Listen. Keep all whatever it is you're trying to describe to me. Just save it because I don't understand anyway. Let's just play the song kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I can relate to that because I don't really think in key, and mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't read music, and um, and just to see like their reaction to that, like holy shit, BB, you know. First of all, we're playing with BB King. Second of all, he's like, just fucking play the song. Let's go. You know, I don't know. I, that, I don't know so much about BB King's music. I mean, I, I love his playing, obviously, and and I understand his value to music. But I just, I, I always think about that scene when anyone ever mm-hmm. talks about BB King, and like, he's like, nah, man, just fucking play the song. You know. Well, and you, you know, it's it's kind of funny. So, so I grew up. Self-taught on guitar, right? Um, you know, from friends, my brother, whatever. You just kind of learn. You don't know what you're doing, and yeah. then, and then you kind of figure it out. And then, but at the same time, I'm, I was schooled in band, so you you know how to read and you understand like right the notation and whatever else. But there's a certain curse that comes with that. I think it's like, huh? So with knowing too much, yeah, because because then you you have to you have to deliberately try to go away from it because because even with jazz, like it ends up being where, you know, you have, you have this harmony. This is what works against you. You have all these things you can do. It's all totally cool. Right. Um, theories, but, but then you play different, right? It's, it's, it's less raw. It's less real. Right. And it unlocks doors to things. But then I know for me personally, man, it's been like years where you, you try to keep working on that knowledge, but at the same time, you try to get away from it. Interesting. It, 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 but you have to like intentionally. So like Mike, Mike Landau is, is a, I don't know from a schooling perspective, but what, what always blew me away with him is like, he's on all these records play, you know, he plays flawless, whatever it would be. Yeah. And you listen to his solo shit and it's like uh raw, like it's like Jimi Hendrix, like the craziest raw stuff. Huh? You know, you know what I mean? And, so and, he intentionally steps away from yeah, I, I don't know if he steps away, right, but, right. but for me with him, I was, I was like, this is cool because he can, he can do that thing, the, mm-hmm. the very academic thing. But then at the same time, he could just, he could just right. be not that. Right. You know what I mean? Tap and, into something yeah, else and, or, or, and it could be hard for people because, yeah. you know, you don't want to sound too per whatever. It's right. There's a, a ton of angles on that, you know? Well, and I, there are times when I beat myself up that I that I didn't learn more theory, that I didn't go to school for a guitar or voice or whatever. And my thought was, and and for better or for worse, it was I don't want to demystify this mysterious thing. Yeah. I, I want to be constantly. I want to. Um, I want to learn at my own pace. I want to, which is so dumb, but. It, I, I I was having those thoughts as a kid, you know, like I don't I don't want to know everything well, I, because I feel like that would take some of the mystery 
of this exploration away. No, well, and, and so on the same note, right? So, you know, when I started playing more in high school, you know, my parents always wanted to give me lessons. I was like, I don't want to learn lessons. I was, I was like, it, and it was the same thing. I was like, I don't want no one to show me nothing. I was right. like, I, I, just, I just want to figure out whatever. Right. And for me. Yeah. And, and then for like guitar, it ended up with this cool thing where you just knew how to move your hands. Like you didn't know what you're doing, but right. you, could, you could, you knew how to control the sounds just like, just by manipulating like right. the fretboard. You don't right. know what you're doing. Right. And, and then you start to know too much and then, you think too much, and then it's you're huh. like, I, I want that. Like, huh. right? <laughs> I want to well, go backwards. There, you know? Yeah, there's like an innocence to that moment. Yeah, right. The of discovery, mm-hmm. and and I don't know. I mean, can you teach songwriting? Can can you teach? You can teach certain things. I feel, and there are certain things that can't really be taught, and. I feel like feel is one of them. Yeah. You can, you know, technique, I understand. Okay, great. You can learn that. You can learn your scales. You can learn some theory. You can do these things. But it's almost like the more you know, the less original you can be because you are in this thing now. You are in the matrix. Yeah, yeah. And I always just wanted it to be completely mine, you know, and no one told me how to play this chord. I play it the way I play it, you know, and my my whatever i'm sure i play everything incorrectly but you know the more i learn about certain players um the more i'm i you know 50 percent of the time i'm reinforcing my thought that i'm glad i did it my way and then 50 percent of the time i'm like fuck i wish i could play yeah. like that you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's balanced and right you, yeah yeah and, and and but i would say like like anyone who ever asked me in their you know about playing or learning and i'm like if you can like learn by ear to start with, mm-hmm. you know, at least for, for the upfront piece, because, you know, that's how guys learn how to play by ear. That's you, you just, you learn a lot internally that, that you wouldn't get if, if someone started learning the, and they learn legit right off the bat, it's, it's cool. And there's a advantage to that in mm-hmm. different ways, but you kind of lose that more primal right connection. Right. 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 So, right. Yeah. What are you going to do? We're all screwed. (laughs) (laughs) It's over. (laughs) I would bet that you're into Steely Dan. No. (laughs) No, and I'm not anti. Mm. Funny enough, I just never... Everyone I know is always super into them. And I just never listened to him enough. Really? Even to this day, like I, I, uh, I probably had to play songs where, yeah. where I would go and I would listen to it. Yeah. But I never listened to it enough where, where it was like a thing. Huh. Well, we were just talking on the break about, you know, music that grooves. And as a guitar player, I mean, they had the best guitar players. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In their band at all times, mm-hmm. you know, and... So I'm surprised. This is surprising information. This is late breaking news. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, and I think I was probably a little more closed minded when I first heard their music. Uh-huh. That I just kind of was like, ah, you know, it just it didn't strike me enough, or it wasn't heavy enough, or right. whatever. At the age when I got in, when I was first exposed, or something like well, that. Well, and, right? and we were just talking about you know, the folks that blend and sometimes that's a turnoff if it, mm-hmm. you know, if it isn't a, 
like what is it kind of thing it, yeah. it, uh and that's their thing like they they are blending everything all the time you know um that's surprising mr ozuna no but but i i like and i respect i just never have been into it well you said you were going to send me some links to some players and some records and i'm going to do the same yep i'm gonna hit you with some steely stuff yeah do yeah 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 so what else are you listening to now you you said that that uh you know you're always on the lookout for new stuff we we definitely bonded on brothers landreth and joey landreth and i think the fact that your wife introduces you to, to new stuff is super cool is there anything kind of lately that that you've been turned on to that that uh we need to know about um shit i mean i'm, I'm sure there are a bunch um but I can't think of anything <laughs> right now. You, you know, I, I would think the the most recent stuff. I'm terrible with names, man. Like, like, like I, I, a, and yet a band, you just rattle and, off and, twenty guitar players. <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's the pressure of the microphone, maybe, man. Right, okay. you, you know, right. but 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 like I said, you know, I'm always I'm always checking out, yeah, looking for the something new, mm-hmm. something, and, and genre wise, it's it's all over the place, mm-hmm. um, but. All right. Well, we can move on. You'll think of something. Yeah. You'll think yeah. something. What, um, you know, you, you mentioned you had a day gig and, and, and how having a day gig allows you to support your family. But also, you know, when you were, when you were talking about how flexible your day is and that you still get two or three hours of guitar in every day, mm-hmm. do you think, you know, maybe not gigging so much? keeps you invested in that thing yeah you you know there's a funny there's a funny thing about that right where the second you you don't need every Mm -hmm. gig Mm -hmm. then you have this freedom to Mm -hmm. to not take every gig and 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 for me it took took a long time man because you're just used to you know someone hits you up you look at your calendar you're like i'm open sign me up Mm -hmm. you know know what i mean and then you start to be a little more selective Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you, you can just kind of practice whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. So, so everyone's always practicing, and if you're working all the time, then you have these songs you got to learn. You have to chart these songs. You get you have to do this. And if if you go through phases where you don't, well, then you're just like, well, okay, what what do I want to do today? Mm-hmm. And and you can kind of just focus more on on whatever you want to do. So, so mm-hmm. I think that's cool. You know, even for me, where it's like I. I've always played so many styles and so many different um, settings wh- where you're at that you you're like, well, what am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then I was like, well, my goal lately has just been to focus on like whatever I want to work on, and I- even if it's not going to prepare you for the next gig or mm-hmm. whatever, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and what and what would you do in that scenario? Like, if you had a, if you weren't prepping for a gig, like, what would you run? What would you play? You know, I, I, I have a ton of stuff, man. So yeah. so I'm at heart I I like improvised music, right? So so there I'm always just practicing different ways of improvising, hmm. right? So so you have without getting too much into things, you have certain kind of chords and you could you could do these things with those chords mm-hmm. and, and you could play this way over it and you could play hmm. all the different ways you could play on top of it. Hmm. Which is for harmonic points, it's jazz stuff, right? Where you're going to hear like cycles against against a root mm-hmm. th- that I think are cool. I've always been kind of drawn to those sounds. What I would like to do is I'd like to 
to write more. You know, I've I've always written instrumental jazz stuff, hmm. and I have I have a bunch of it. And it's always in my mind, like like next year, my kind of goal is I I have to track a bunch of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's always like it's so dumb. You're like, man, I wanna. I want to document all this shit before I die, mm-hmm. you know, because you have, mm-hmm. you have all this stuff and you're like, well, right. in the end, it's, it's, it's like, who cares how you play, how well you play? It's like, what, what kind of music do you bring? Huh. Different, kind of a different yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. And so I'm starting to, to try to focus more on that. Yeah. You, know? you have a home rig? A recording rig? Yeah. No. 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 Mm-hmm. That's That's in the future. You know, I've always just been... With the kids and whatnot, I just I haven't had a dedicated area, mm-hmm. it, and which is so dumb. With the guitar, it's so easy now, right? Where you have you don't even need an amp. Yeah, you don't you don't need very much. But our son graduates this year. We got graduate what high up. school? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, shit. crazy. Um, yeah. So then I was like, well, I think now I should get a rig, but that's not even what's stopping me. I, I know so many guys with studios and whatever. I'm just like, I, I just need to set it up so that sure, you know, like periodically next year my goal is i just want to get you know track a tune Mm -hmm. track a different tune not even like for records just to (coughs) document document what i do for my life or what what's me Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. are you are you a gear guy yes okay let's talk about this oh yeah um guitar yes or what yeah everything i mean what like what what's your ideal setup? What what's your working rig? Like let's let's dig a little bit into the so, gear. So I've never been like have a ton of guitars guy. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I always have five or six of the variations. Um, like what's your so, Desert Island's six guitars? I'm kind of there right now, right? So 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 I I grew up playing Strats. That's like my home. Mm-hmm. So I have. Three Tylers, which are pretty much these Strats custom shop out of L.A., um, and honestly, I could, I could do all my gigging and everything with with two guitars, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. like I play two of my Tylers ninety five percent of the time, and then and then for different shows or things where it's specific, you know, then I have a Tele and you, and you have this, but um, you know, pretty much my whole life I've just been up one upping a guitar to find the next one. Mm-hmm. And then kind of right now, I was like, man, I, I'm kind of done. L- like I have yeah. I have a 335, which is killer. I have, um, it's like a 2000 that I bought new. I have these three Tylers. So one's like a like a three single vintage Strat setup. One's, two of them are like uh, two singles humbuckers. One's like a modern ver- sound, which I use for most of like the instrumental stuff. The other one's like the all-arounder. So like uh-huh. any kind of. Um, variety gig or whatever like that would do everything like a devil's gig kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like any anytime you have to play pop music where you, you maybe you need to drive on the humbucker but then you need mm-hmm. i've always needed single calls for like the rhythm stuff mm-hmm. um and i would always usually keep a either a les paul or a, or a prs mccarty kind of functions the same i sold one i've, I've had this whole thing man where it's it's probably been like Four times, I, I see people play Les Pauls and I love them, and, and I could just never get on with them. But so, uh-huh. so then I'll buy one, uh-huh. and then figure out what I don't like about it, and then I'll buy this PRS, sell it, buy this PRS McCarty, which plays perfect and it like kind of fixes stuff. But then I never really use them, and then uh-huh. I, and then and then enough time passes, I'm like, fuck it, 
I want a Les Paul and I'm going to sell it. And, and I just did it again for like the fourth time. And, and then I sold them both. And I was like in between, I had bought a Les Paul like four months ago, maybe. And I bought it new so that I could return it if I didn't like it. Uh-huh. And there was some like, just, there was like some issues with it. Right. So I send it back and I'm just dragging my feet. Like, okay, what am I going to get? And I'm searching. And then, and I was like, I don't even fucking miss it because I, I have this 335, this fucking killer, and it does everything that Les Paul does. Yeah. And so where I'm at right now is like the only thing that I'm missing. I, I have a Taylor 714 that sounds fantastic for anything acoustic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just, I need a nylon, mm-hmm. even though I, I wouldn't gig with it as much, but I would like a, a, like a nice one. And that's kind of it, man, for mm-hmm. guitars. But I've, I've had... You know, every year I'm buying and selling, looking for the next best. I just mm. end up, you know, I've done it forever. So mm. at this point, I'm like, I every guitar that I keep that I've had, I've probably had five contenders that it beat out. Mm. You know, like I, w- I would keep this favorite guitar, and then I'd every year I'd buy one that I was like, maybe this this will beat it. Maybe right. it'll beat it. Right. And then after like five times, you're like, well, I think this guy is good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for amps, I mean, I have. Luckily now I got a bunch. So, so uh, do you still have the Mesa boogie? No, no. I had a few of them. You know what's funny with those boogies, man, is they have too much, too many controls, right? (laughs) Like, 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 I I had this one eye opener. So, so I I was never into gear right when I was learning guitar. So I'm in college and I'm just like shredding and learning how to play well, but not really concerned with sounds, right? It's Uh just like shit, like playing stuff, right? And then I was playing with this, I don't even remember the girl, but I was doing all these country gigs for, for a while um, around that time. And I had like this big old pedal board. I had a, a Mesa Boogie Mark IV, right? And one day we're on stage and, and uh, we're opening for somebody. And I was like, man, this, this, I was like, for all this good shit, it sounds like shit. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't get a good sound. And I remember, hearing someone else play and then your eyes open up because it's a different thing. Like when, when you're just learning how to play, at least to me, it wasn't obvious. Right. But then you hear someone with just like a great sound Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh shit. You're like this, this guy could just strum a chord. Right. And he sounds better than me no matter what I play. Mm -hmm. Just cause the sound of that shit is so good. Right. Um, and, and what ended up happening is I've had, now I play like the simplest rigs, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like a one channel Fender style 6L6 amp with that I do everything with pedals. Mm. Um, you know, but I've 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 had a diff- couple different Bogners. I had a bunch of Sirs, had Dr. Z's, had a bunch of Mesa Boogies. And and then now I have, th- one of the amps I use the most now is Fender Twin, which mm-hmm. I didn't use forever, right? They they kind of fixed the volume knob on there where before they were just super loud. And and then maybe I bought it like two years ago, two or three years ago, but the taper is like totally normal. So like you mm. can use it at low volumes. And, and it, what, it still breaks up? In, in, or like, what are you looking it, for? It just, the... it just doesn't get super loud, super uh, fast. Okay. But with the Twins, that was always the issue. I've, I've always been like all the gain from my pedal board. Mm. And hmm. like a clean foundation that usually doesn't even break up. I would usually hmm. use pedals. Now I have other amps that would break up a little bit earlier because it's a different sound. But funny enough, man, it's like everyone in town has that. 
Mike Landau Hot Rod DeVille, right? Mm. And so then I buy one, and, and it had been, I don't know, like 10 years, man, of me buying every fucking boutique version mm-hmm. of a fender that's supposed to be the the best and we fix this and we fix right, this right. and i and i buy this those hot rods aren't even that expensive compared right. to the other amps so maybe maybe i bought it brand new for like 900 bucks right which in comparison to the other stuff is pretty cheap and i take it to a gig and i'm like oh shit i was like i was like this is what i wanted the whole time you know like you, you've been right. you've been going in circles right. right and then so i like that so much that i bought a, a twin um there's a company out of Nashville. I got I got two buddies that that live in Nashville that have been there for a long time. They do real well, and um, they told me about this amp company, Third Power. And so I have two of their amps, both kind of Fender. One one's like a Princeton style uh-huh. amp, like for smaller stuff, and then one's one's like a one twelve forty watt basement ish kind of amp. But they're both fantastic. Everything is like Fender style. And uh-huh. And then now, last year, I just bought a Sir Bella, which is another, like, their version of a deluxe. Okay. But So everyone's trying to rip off Fender. Yeah, like. pretty much. Yeah. Every company, you know, there, there's Fender and there's Vox and there's right. Marshall. Right. And then everyone has their takes on them. Right. Um, we've improved this. We've dialed this in. We've expanded the verb. We've, yeah. You know. and, and, and then coming up, you just assume that they're better because right. of whatever. They're and more it, expensive or, or pick a thing. You know, yeah. your, your favorite guy is playing one, so I need one. Yeah. You know? But then you come to realize, well, you're like, well. And, and then the funny thing about amps and all that gear. So I've always done, you know, all the pedals, tried everything in rotation. I always have a bunch. But in the end, it you kind of sound like you no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've had, I think as, as the player, you notice these subtleties. Oh, this, this sounds like this, but I've had so many guys over the years that, that I play with regularly, you know, say that, Oh, you have such a good sound. You sound the same. Mm. And you always, you always have different shit, but, mm. but in your mind, you're like, well, you know, you have in your mind what you want things to sound like. So no mm-hmm. matter what you get, mm-hmm. you're going to find a way to EQ it, the end result is going to be very similar. Right. 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 I mean, I mean, there's higher powered shit and lower powered shit for volume. But right. other than that, it's like. But tone is yours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and any combination of amp or pedal, like feel and approach. I, I, I still think that that supersedes whatever gear you have. Oh, totally. It's going to sound like you. Yeah, right. if, to- yeah. It, you know, and, and then now it's funny too. So, so now you know, I, I always keep, I keep a decent sized board, and it's like, like four drives varying from like, like clean boost, and then a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit more, mm-hmm. and then sometimes a chorus uh, delay, and then like a reverb trim mm-hmm. unit. Um, but then it sounds the most natural too. Like I, I usually only run like one, one. Now when I play, I'll have like one pedal on, mm-hmm. right? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe one pedal and then a reverb or, or something, mm-hmm. but very simple. But you start to, it's easy to go overboard quick, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you first get into it, you want to add all these things and then everything's all washy and shit. Right. And you don't appreciate even like, you know, like like delays can be dangerous. Like guys get so used to delay and it, and it kind of hides and it kind of makes things a little bit better that you want it on all the time. And mm-hmm. then... And then you hear it back, and you're like, "Well, that's kind of a bit much." And then, no mm-hmm. reverb is cool, mm-hmm. right? Like, like no reverb right. is is kind of hard to come to terms with if 
if you're playing by yourself and you're and you're used to that right that forgiveness right but then in, in like a context of a mix like sometimes it sounds fucking great to be dry yeah right? you, you might have a little boost or something but right there's an immediacy that yes that you get that you lose you know and right. so i know for me like i went you, you know you first i was a late late to the game of all the effects and, and all that business. And then, then you go overboard trying to compensate and get right, the best sounds. Right, right. And then now I don't even worry about it so much, but I, I did go through a, a, a big phase where like when I'm at my house, you know, I just have, I don't use any pedals or anything. Just, I just play into my amp or now I always have like a looper pedal if I'm trying shit and I'm right. messing around. But, but I remember the, the eye opener was where, Okay, I'm just gonna play dry, right? And then and then learn to milk everything out of that. And then and then you start to realize you're like, wow, if if I'm comfortable playing like this and I can like get it all out, then now now everything is extra. Mm-hmm. But if you use too much of other stuff and then then you need it. Do you think it's a I mean, do you think players use effects as a crutch? No, I'm just saying it, it can it can turn into one kind of quick. Yeah. Where, where they're always used to hearing that. Right. And then and then between the feel that you get when you play and the sound, you feel like you need it. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it almost, it's almost hard to not do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I went down this path, like where I said, where at least at home, you know, I would play and I would just play dry with the intention that I'm doing this on purpose so that like I can make it sound as good as I can with nothing. With nothing. Yeah, and then and then you add reverb and it's even better. Right. And then, and then now everything is just a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> What's um? What does this year look like for you musically? Um, been kind of light so far, you know. Yeah. For not for any reason in particular. Like like we were talking earlier. Usually, usually I'm pretty busy uh, all the time. You know, summer is a little bit slower. Mm. I was. I've been really busy until like the new year and doing what? Like, uh, well, I know you hit with, with Mario and John Lewis doing a jazz thing. Yeah. Yes. You've, you play with singer songwriters in town. You do lucky devil stuff like, and so all of those things together, I'm sure keeps you very busy. Yeah. And then, and then besides that, then there's just, there's always kind of things that pop up and you have different, mm-hmm. different groups for one off and, and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, Besides that, you know, there's, like I said, there's always a fair amount of work, like the reading work that comes in where it's like one off or two off concerts for, for whatever. Um, and between that, the conservatory, I'll, I'll, I'll do kind of regularly. You, you always end up being busy and then it just kind of hasn't. So I, I'll still have a few things. I'm assuming it'll get busier. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. It worried. always does. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But at the moment it's just not. Yeah. And but so I'm just taking advantage of of playing whatever you know. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I've always been a guy that, like I say, I I play a lot. I practice just for fun, mm. right? And then, so I'm still doing that. And it's not it's not like why well, I, I don't got no gigs. I'm I'm gonna hang it up until until I gotta go go back to work, on, right? In in whatever in two weeks or something, right? Like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, and. And it sounds like, you know, you have, you're going to put together a little home rig. You're going to start to, you know, record and, and document some of these tunes that, that you've been writing and any plans for like a, putting a CD together or a record together? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the goal. So, so, and like in my mind, like next year, 
I would like to start doing that so that I definitely have enough of my own material that, that I could do a record. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But as far as the logistics of tracking it and putting it together, mm -hmm. I was thinking like one or two tunes here and there, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that's, that's what I'd like to focus on. You know what I mean? Just because it, it's been so many years I've been writing stuff and, and so many guys I've played with and I know what it could be. And I was like, I just, I want to like print it. Mm -hmm. Right. I tell you, it's, it's, it's a super gratifying thing to take an idea that has been living in your brain. You translate that to an instrument, you record it and you have your friends play on it and you release it to the world. That's, that's, it's just this, uh, exorcism. <laughs> of the demons you know but it is it is super gratifying so i hope i wish that for you because yeah, it is something yeah. that it's it's unlike any other feeling uh to think you know a year ago this didn't exist and now it does and you can listen to it if you want you know like there's something very magical about yeah, that and i think you know one of the reasons i i haven't done it not so much even a direct reason but it's usually like you're you have all these different people you play with. You're always busy. You're always doing things. So mm. it's not like, it's not like I'm trying to gig as my own self, being mm. the main front runner, right? Mm -hmm. where, where if that were the thing, and then boom, you, well, you're like, then I need something, right? right? And, and I got to do it. So merchandise. So, so, but for me, besides everything that I've always kept with busy musically, I've always had this thing. So it's it's almost, I wouldn't call it a side thing. But it's always there where like just, you know, shit for me. I'm just mm -hmm. writing this. I'm trying to do this. I'm, I'm doing my own thing. But mm -hmm. it's you're never searching for the outlet to do it, mm. to perform or whatever. So, you know, I've done like like last year I headlined at the Chandler Jazz Festival and I've done concerts at the Nash. But but where people reach out to you. And, and mm -hmm. then so you you get to do your thing and, and you have that. But it, it just doesn't. It's a little bit different. That's in my mind, at least. That's why. I haven't, which I totally, sh I fucking should have by now, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, I love your playing. We we've we've worked together on a number of occasions, and and I love what you do, and I love uh, how versatile you are. Like you can go from a country gig to a singer songwriter gig to a jazz gig, and it and it there's a seamlessness to it, you know. Yeah, and and that comes from, <clears throat> I think, loving all the music all the time and and your chops are there your improvisational skills are there so it's really fun to work with you because i hear my stuff in a new way and as a as a writer yeah. and singer um that's great because you get to experience your own shit in a new way mm -hmm. so uh continued uh success in this year and and next year making your record and if you ever need some vocals uh, or some terrible acoustic guitar, <laughs> I'm your guy. <laughs> no, thank you, man. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just call me. But uh, thanks for your time, Mike. Really appreciate it. Uh, and, and hope to work with you again very soon. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. Cheers. For real. Yep. Some story goes.